um, we are finding some time of quiet and some time of reflection uh, during this time. I know it's very busy, and uh, <clears throat> this is kind of the American dream uh, at its peak, right? This is the time where you have the money to uh, buy everything you want, uh, money to make people happy, uh, the time of our families, I and mean, it's just an amazing time. And uh, I want to share with you uh, this morning on uh, the uh, our series of the characters, the main characters of Christmas. Uh, <clears throat> and this is today the time for the lowly shepherds, the lowly shepherds, for the lowly shepherds who are highly exalted. This is kind of the upside, key, upside down kingdom of God. And uh, uh, <clears throat> three weeks ago, Rhea shared with us about Mary, the remarkable teenage girl from Nazareth, who was beyond her years as far as experience and humility. Uh, and uh, she handled her embarrassment around the community, not embarrassed the situation, with grace. Uh, and, um, you know, despite what the neighbors, I'm sure, and the whole village was talking about, um, she actually carried herself pretty well. So she is the humble Mary, full of grace. Two weeks ago, Rabbi Stewart explained for us the great challenges Joseph faced in the midst of the customs and culture of uh, first century Nazareth. Joseph was a righteous man, and he refused to expose Mary publicly. Last week, Richard showcased dressing up and getting those amazing shoes. I like those shoes. I'm going to steal one of these days. And see, can you fly with those? Uh, Richard showed us, he showcased for us the Magi who came from the East, probably from India. We don't know exactly where they came from, but they came from the East and uh, they bore gifts, brought gifts to the, to the child, uh, and they're the ones that are the wise people, people that are learning, people that are looking at the, the then science of astrology, astrology, not astronomy, but astrology, and looking at the signs in the heavens and being able to make conclusions of what that meant. Uh, they're the wise men from the East, because they're book was the starry constellations of the heavens. So today we're going to talk about the lowly shepherds of Bethlehem. In that region, writes Luke, there were shepherds living in their fields watching their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I am bringing good news of great joy for all the people, the angel said. Today, your Savior, the Lord Jesus, was born in the city of David. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough in a manger. Suddenly, a multiple, a multitude of the heavenly army appeared with the angels praising God by saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to people who enjoy His favor. 
What was the shepherd's response to all this? They were terrified. So my sermon has two parts this morning. One is shock and awe, and the other is the upside-down kingdom of God. First, let's talk about the shock and awe. Now, <clears throat> first of all, the shepherd's response kind of let us know that this is not an ordinary situation beyond any doubt. You know, they were not looking up. They were not expecting anything. This was a routine night for them. They were living, the Bible says, Luke tells us they, they were living actually out in the fields. That was their home. And they were watching their flocks. And we have to understand that these were simple folk, uneducated. This was a menial job. Uh, it was great that they had a job. It was great that they had some place to you know, lay down and sleep. But having this new thing happen to them, this exciting, surprising, shock thing happen to them, uh, must have really been a terrifying experience. It says, suddenly a multitude of the heavenly army appeared and the angel praising God by saying glory to God in the highest. I want you to focus on the word suddenly. One second, one split second, everything is calm, everything is the same, everything is routine, everything is boring, people are nodding off, they're about to, you know, maybe, you know, right the fire again, or somebody has to make sure that the fire is running so that they cannot freeze to death. You know, those are pretty cold nights in, in Bethlehem of that, of that year. They were looking out for wolves and predators coming to attack the sheep, or perhaps and thieves trying to steal the sheep. They were doing what they did every single night. They hardly slept at night. That was their job. If they needed to catch on sleep, they had to do that during the day. So this is the shepherds, but not only that, they do not have a clue about heaven. They're not looking at the starry sky and making amazing conclusions from what they're seeing. These are not educated people. These are not people that, you know, are having the wisdom to be able to understand the signs of the times. They're very simple. All they care about is their job, because that's their livelihood. And all they care about having some sleep tonight, not having to worry about chasing a, 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 a wolf or predator or, or trying to you know round up sheep that are straying that's not that's not there that would be a bad night for them what happens next would scare any of us no matter how many bizarre movies we've seen no matter how many horror movies we've seen we would be totally shocked I can tell you that because every time you have an angel appearance in the Bible there's shock people are shocked no matter how amazingly connected to God they are, no matter how learned they are in the Word of God, they are shocked. And there's, it's an experience that you will never, never forget. But this is a bizarre thing that's happening. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Really, look. Look is telling us that they were terrified. Well, it was probably more like double incontinence. 
But, you know, he won't say that. He won't write that in the Bible. <laughs> His appearance was enough to cause the shepherds a heart attack. They were scared beyond limits. And did you miss the small detail that's right in there? It says, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, what does that mean? What exactly is happening here? But what's happening here is that it's freaking out the shepherds. But what's going on is the archangel is coming to give them good news. But behind the archangel, there's a choir of angels coming. And they're so excited. These are angels now that are in the, in the throne room of God. They are ready to, you know, to do his bidding. And they have been told to do this assignment. They can't wait because they wanted to see the second person of the Trinity in human form as a little baby. I mean, can you imagine? You know, you're living in heaven forever. You are the beck and call of God. You do all kinds of things. Throughout the ages, we read some sparse kind of in, uh, introduction of these angels and what they do and where they are and how they behave and how powerful they are. All this throughout the Bible. But these are the angels that were in the presence of God and Father and Son. You know, and, and the Holy Spirit. They were in the presence of, of them, of the triune God, all the time. But now, there's a new development. The angels realize that the second person of the Trinity is going to go to earth. He's going to be a human being. He's going to change into a, a little baby. And they're excited. They're not so excited about talking to the shepherds, I'm sure. They're more excited about actually looking at the baby and realizing that this is the second person of the Trinity. Wow! Is God so amazing that he would do that so they're so excited i believe they they get out of heaven and as they come out of heaven they leave the door open they don't close the door and there's a flooding of heaven's glory around this angel it's not just the angel but the flooding of the choir of angels and the open door and it's flowing down into bethlehem flowing down into this small group of, of shepherds that are now freaked out and have no idea how to respond. This is a full-blown multimedia presentation. The first, I'm sure, multimedia presentation that ever existed on this earth. Involving the biggest stage of all, a heaven on earth original, once in a lifetime presentation. Notice the contrast here. This is the shock and awe, the brilliance of heaven, the perfection of beauty, the power, the presence of these beings. Uh, there, there's books that are written uh, that, that talk about you know, the, the amazing description of the angels. It's worthwhile for us to look at those and see what we're talking about, get an idea what the presence of these heavenly beings is like. And the, and the presence, I mean, the, the peasants have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea 
what's coming, what's going to come, come. They have no idea. And the angels are straight out of heaven. I'm sure they have the aroma of heaven. They have the, the glory and the, uh, that amazing sweet smell of heaven. And, and on the other hand, we have the lowly shepherds who smell of sheep. And I don't know, I know that the type of sheep goes so clean and so no. That's not how it goes. If you ever go around sheep, you realize that there's a big smell. And that smell gets on your clothes. And you smell like sheep after a while. You know, you don't have to do that just one night, and you be you be smelling like sheep. People want to say, "What's what's bad? What's going on around here?" That's a contrast. This is a shock between the heavenly beings and these lowly shepherds that are basically uh, on the menial job of, of, uh, of, of outside of Bethlehem. I'm sure Luke must have left out some of the expletives or embarrassing remarks the shepherd were used to when uh, shocked by fear. No wonder the first word out of the angel's mouth is, do not fear. Don't get shocked. This is good news. This is good stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. Don't pass out on me because I have a job for you. And this is now the next part of this strange story. After they're shocked and awed by this amazing appearance, all of a sudden they become the important clients of God, the important representatives of God. They are having now assigned a task, and this task is going to be very important because it's going to be written into the Word of God. It's going to be written as a proof that Jesus Christ came as a baby in a manger. I mean, the king of kings in the lowly town of Bethlehem in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. This is kind of an amazing thing, isn't it? The upside down kingdom of God that those who are lowly will be lifted up. Those who are high and mighty will be brought down. This is what God's agenda is. And notice also the incognito part. This is the incognito part of God. He is constantly working in the, in the background, constantly working. And we feel like, you know, we see something and we don't recognize what's going on. We just think that it's just another occurrence. It's just another thing that happens. But God is constantly working. God, God is constantly working His, His love and His kingdom to be able to Get people to understand that He loves us and that He's got an amazing plan for our lives. And this is the beginning of God saying, I'm going to show you how much I mean that this is what you need to be, uh, you need to be all about. That I have a plan for you because I plan to have my Son, the one and only begotten of the Father, come and become a human being and walk on earth so that the, the annals of history will be full of him, so that the, the world will have a sign on, on right now, it's, it's 2015. 2015 of what? It's 2015 years since the birth of Christ. Now, it's amazing that even people that don't believe in Christ, even people that are not Christians, even like the, the huge billions of Chinese, they still have to do business under 2015. 
Because otherwise, the business world, the stock market, you all crash because you won't work. Isn't it amazing that one single person, a little baby in a manger, has changed the world? A, a, a baby that is born of two poor people, Joseph and Mary. Insignificant. Only those who sit down and start writing the genealogies know where these people came from. Nobody else knows. All they think about is, oh, these are just two peasants from, from Nazareth. One is, is, a, is a woodworker and you know, the other, you know, she's a, a housewife. That's all it is. And they have a baby named Yeshua, named Jesus. I am bringing good news of great joy for all the people. Today, your Savior, the Lord, Messiah, was born in the city of David. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a fitting trough, in a manger. What was their response this time? After they swallowed hard, you know, put their jackets on. And <laughs> when the angels had left them and gone back to heaven, the shepherds told one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see what has taken place that the Lord has told us about. So they went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. When they saw this, they repeated what they had been told about this child. All who heard them were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. However, Mary continued to treasure all these things in her heart and to ponder them. Then the shepherds returned to their flock, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen just as it had been told to them. Obviously, Luke is kind of the, the only real historian of the four Gospels. He has a very scientific way of doing it. He's a, he's a physician by trade, and he goes out and interviews people. He obviously interviewed Mary, and she told him the story. Otherwise, the story is not anywhere else to be found. So this is an eyewitness account. This is something that is true. This is something that makes a big deal that God can shock us. Circumstances in life can take us off, off, uh, off our mark. We can, uh, we can be thrown off so, so easily, right, by, by uh, experiences and, and shock and surprises, sometimes bad surprises, sometimes nice surprises. And we have no control. We are creatures. But beyond the shock of all life, there is a God in heaven. And this God is so amazing that he brings the lowly up, the lowly shepherds that are highly exalted. Because they are the eyewitnesses of God. The eyewitnesses of the most amazing event that has ever happened on this planet, ever happened in the galaxies of the universe. This is the amazing thing. This is the, the thing that has impacted all of the world since the birth of Christ. And we have to question Luke, 
right here. Are you sure, Luke, that these are the people that God chose to be eyewitnesses of the manger, of Christ being born? These are the, the shepherds that have bad reputation. They're not trustworthy. You know, there's historians that talk about how, you know, they had difficulty separating the sheep from the different owners, and there was all kinds of drama going on continuously. So they were not of good reputation. They were not trustworthy witnesses. And yet God says, I'm going to lift them up, and I'm going to have them be the only source that we have, the only historical source, that this is what happened. Well, if you think about it, when you start asking questions about what the Bible talks about, when you look at the Gospels, when you look at the Gospel of Luke, that gives us, gives us the most information, they have very little thing to stand on. So the question is why? Why does God do that? Why does God take people? I mean, how many prophets that has God used over the centuries? How many people has he used that were insignificant and untrustworthy and were brought into the light to, to play an amazing role? And God is doing the same thing for you and me today. We have to open our eyes, open our hearts, and see what is God doing in my life? What is God saying to me? What is my role? I know that all of us have to deal with life. All of us have to deal with school and, and jobs and and business and, and uh, family and now that we're going to get together for Christmas, you know, the family will come in and all the old old pains and the old issues are going to come up again and, you know, what is this all about? What is my life worth? Heaven's best archangel and the most favorite choir God come out give an amazing performance to lowly shepherds. But isn't that what God does all the time with us? We live in one of the best places on earth. We are exclusive people that are blessed right away. I know that we complain, I know that there's so many other things. People are, are not really in step with God and the Word of God. And, and we, we complain and we get upset. But, you know, this would continue to happen. Because God is a God of contrast. God is a God of shock and awe. But God also is a God who reveals Himself. But He reveals Himself in very strange ways. It's only the people that really know, and only the people that pay attention to Him that hear and see and understand. And these are, this is the lesson for us this morning, that if God woke up the untrustworthy <clears throat> shepherds and give them, gave them this amazing performance of heaven coming out on earth, and then asking them to do the most important job in their lives, to go and see what the specifics are. They're very specific. You're going to go into outside of Bethlehem, you're going to go find a stable, and in that stable there's a, a little boy that was just born, and he is in a trough 
of an animal trough. He is bundled up with clothes, not of a prince, not of a king, but just ordinary clothing, ordinary clothes. But that is the Messiah. That's the Messiah that the high priests and all the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the ones that are constantly worrying about it, constantly asking, when, Lord, when will you give us our freedom? When will you get this yoke of slavery of the, of the Romans over us? When you will, why are you going to open that and release the freedom of the prisoners? All the promises in the Old Testament. They have no idea because God is now going to, through this little child, be able to do all that. But people won't believe. Because it doesn't sound right to them. It's very different than they expected. Isn't that what happens in our lives? We get a promise from God. We think, go and I will bless you. We get, we'll get a promise that God is going to take care of our job or He's going to take care of our family. He's going to take care of our health. And it doesn't work out that way. You say, well, did God, didn't God say that? Didn't God promise nothing will harm you? I will over be your father. I will over protect you and do all kinds of things. And when we go through experiences that make no sense, we have to realize that God is the God of incognito that works under the scenes. We think we understand, but we don't. And then when we look back, it makes more sense. I want to give you a couple of minutes to respond to today's message. I don't know how you feel, whether you feel like you're more like the Magi, or more like Mary, or more like Joseph, or more like the simple shepherds. Just take a moment and ask God to give you your assignment this morning. Whatever you're going through in life this morning, God is with us. The name of the little boy in the manger is called Emmanuel, God with us. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the wisdom of the ages. Is the sacrificial lamb that was sacrificed once and for all so that our sins will be forgiven.